Hello there, all my friends. Welcome to another episode of Badass Unscripted. Let's talk this week about the lowest common denominator. What does that mean? It's simple. Here's what it means to me. Processes of all kinds. Processes around work. Processes around community, education, organization. Is something that I think evolved because A... We endeavor in groups. And B, we're able to use things like written communication, verbal communication, to optimize what we do. Almost all animals, tribes, can endeavor in groups. But only we, the human race, can communicate at a much higher level. So why do we care? I'll tell you why. Processes are designed out of a primarily human need, to generate consistent and predictable results. Certainty and safety, right? Well, great. What's wrong with that? Nothing, except for the fact that all processes must be designed so that they're understandable and executable by the least familiar, least experienced, least capable people. It sounds harsh, but if you've ever written instructions for somebody... Maybe a note to teach your kid how to do the laundry after school, or if you've ever been a leader and you've had to create process instructions on how to handle certain situations, you know that you have to quote unquote, dumb it down. The nice way to say that is we have to make it usable by the lowest common denominator. In order to make sure that everyone gets it, it has to be accessible to all. But what we're not facing here is that of course, that gives us permission to make processes and to give instructions at a level that actually slow us down, actually hold us back. Which is why one of the core principles of agility is to trust your teams. Everything I just described to you about processes is a problem. It says we look at person X and we say that person is the least capable, the least intelligent, the least educated among us. Therefore, I have to create processes that are super simple, easy for anybody to understand. Well, what if instead you looked at the team and did one of two things? Either you create a team of only high-level achievers, highly motivated, highly educated, highly intelligent people, which is an option, has its own problems, and is hard to do. Or what if you created a team and said, listen, Law of Averages says some of you will be less experienced. Some of you will have less capability in one area versus another. But in the aggregate, you balance each other out. So those of you who are weaker with certain skills or certain tools, turn to your team, find somebody to help you, to raise you up, to cross-train you, to mentor you. But most forms of work in the processes we create to facilitate it misses an important point, that where a given person may be terrible with power tools, have horrible penmanship, or no experience with JIRA, they've got some other skill that makes up for it. And it could be something you're not counting on, like maybe they're super artistic, like a guy like me. Maybe they're really bold and daring. Maybe they're great salespeople. Maybe they're influencers. Maybe they get a different area of tech. Maybe they have a worker life background in psychology, so they're really, really great with reading people. Most systems of measurement look at a person and say, here are all the dimensions of skills that you need to do this particular job. How do you score? Scale of 1 to 10. Well, that's for lunatics. Every person is a perfect balance of different skills. 
what they lack in one area they make up for in another. Even people who have some kind of disadvantage or quote-unquote disability will tell you that because they have diminished capacity in one sense or one area, they have enhanced capacity in another. So a great team will look to balance and counterbalance those things with each other. If you believe in that and you trust in that, you no longer have a need to create instruction sets and processes for the lowest common denominator. Team is a force multiplier. If you have one person and that person's terrible in JIRA, yeah, they gotta go back to basics. They gotta learn it, they gotta study, they gotta get experience, they gotta test themselves, they gotta stretch and grow. That takes time and it takes skill and it takes will. If they don't already have it, you gotta train it and oh boy, this could take a year. But when you have that team, the weakness of the one, the strength of the other, counterbalances. Each person brings a unique skill set, a particular gift, a superpower that they can apply to any task. The minute you come waddling in with your clipboard full of processes and checklists and say, this is the job, this is how you do it right, don't screw it up, don't go off script. You just rob the entire team of their creativity, their dignity too, don't you think? We'll take a good look around you. How many things do you have in your team environment that are processed or checklisted to death? Because here's the deal, creating those processes, creating those checklists creates waste. Now, I like some checklists. I love definitions that done, they're great. I love team creeds, they're great. When teams do things like code reviews, of course, they have to have a certain set of standards and things that they look for, things they expect, I get it. But like everything else in nature, guys, if you underwater it, it dies. If you overwater it, it dies. You're looking to aim straight down the middle. How much process, how much instruction is enough? And how much is too much? Where can you replace today some of your processes with trust? Check it out. Let me know what you think. As always, you can reach out at badassagile.com. On Twitter, I'm at badass underscore agile. And on Instagram, at badassagile. I look forward to next time. And until then, stay badass. Badass.